Hello, and welcome to the Celeste Stein Show. I am your host, Dr. Celeste Stein, and today we're going to be chatting with Jason Cronin, who is an exercise physiologist and personal trainer who resides in the greater Nashville area in Tennessee. Jason works at Body Express Wellness Solutions in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, and he is going to be bringing his knowledge and expertise to the table today as he explains what he does and why our overall health and well-being is more important than ever before. Jason, thanks so much for joining us today. You're quite welcome, Celeste. I'm happy to be here. Well, Jason, I wanted to kind of start off by asking you what an exercise physiologist actually is and does. You know, how, what was your training like in school? Sure. My uh, exercise physiologist is basically a person that studies the human body through exercise, uh, you have an anatomy physiology background, you have a kinesiology background, and you also have a nutrition background. So we work with clients from all levels, from anywhere from special needs all the way to someone that wants to run an, a marathon or an, a superb athlete, uh, like a football player. So our backgrounds are basically at the cellular level. You learn anatomy and physiology, and then you work your way all the way up to the mechanical level of the actual movement and what person can do to get in shape and also what to eat properly in order to be healthy and increase performance or just to be healthy on a regular basis. And uh, so we work with people of all ages and try and get them to their fitness goals. Wow, that is really great. Great to mention that and and the distinction uh, between that and someone who might just be a personal trainer. I think a, a lot goes into one, being able to lead a, a healthier lifestyle, as you mentioned. And so it's good to note there are some distinct differences. Um, another thing I wanted to ask about is why we should perhaps employ the services of a personal trainer. The biggest thing for a personal trainer, most people, is motivation. Um, motivation is the biggest uh I guess you could say issue for most people that want to achieve fitness. Everyone wants to get to a certain goal, but a lot of people are not motivated to get there. So one is a good motivation. Two would be for safety. You want someone that's knowledgeable enough to get you to your wellness goal without being injured, one, or two, not um, getting to the point where you're lost and don't know how to use equipment. The biggest goal is not to teach equipment, but it's to teach you how to better yourself and then you use equipment or you don't have to use equipment depending on the situation. And then another one is actually a person that wants to be educated in their wellness and how to achieve wellness on their own and then eventually also be coached through an event. Like, for instance, I have clients that come to me that need to be motivated to never worked out a day in their life and want me to teach them how to be successful in their wellness goals. And on top of it, they're trying to get in shape for uh, a football game and they want to achieve um, speed, agility, balance, and coordination. And they need someone like myself uh, to get them to that next step. So there's a lot of different levels of personal training. Biggest thing, it would be the motivation, the safety, and also the education behind it, educating your client on how to do their job properly in the wellness field or help them get to the next level. Right. I think a lot of people have tried just about everything sometimes, but 
uh, you know, with the way I guess I should say, with the exception of working with a personal trainer and often fail. Um, so what what got you into this line of work? Um, what made you decide to become a, a personal trainer and get into uh, fitness and uh, becoming an exercise physiologist as well? Yeah, the one thing, when I was in high school, I was supposed to be a robotic engineer, which is kind of a funny thing because I'm working with bodies now, real people, instead of actually designing and ro- designing robots. Mm-hmm. But I went, I had anatomy physiology class in high school, and I aced it. Like, it was really easy for me. The teacher brought me aside and said, hey, you should consider uh, something in the medical field. And then I had a careers class, and an athletic trainer came in. An athletic trainer got my attention, on, and I went to school for athletic training for two years, and I switched over my junior year to exercise science, and I continued on with my master's degree in exercise science, and I really loved uh, fitness and wellness, and I was also into martial arts. I actually trained in martial arts since I was 13, got my black belt in taekwondo, and I trained with other martial artists throughout the years, and I use a lot of martial arts in my fitness training as well for balance, coordination, mental acuity. So uh, I think martial arts and also my anatomy and physiology in school has kind of showcased my skills in the different direction. Wow. And, uh, just the guidance of getting to the next, uh, next level in school as well. And even in college, I um, almost went physical therapy, but I kind of stayed in exercise physiology realm. And I did work in physical therapy for about a year and a half and then also... Uh, switched into owning my own business, my own fitness facility for nine years. So, uh, and I've been doing that ever since. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, wanted to also ask what would be different in terms of doing a personal training session than, say, me just going to the gym on my own and exercising a few days a week um, outside of the motivation factor. <laughs> how how does that differ? Um, do you do the same kind of routine each week or? you know, to explain what a session is like with a personal trainer. Sure. Every trainer has a little different style, but my style, I like to warm up with a dynamic warm-up. A lot of people don't warm up or stretch on their own, honestly. A lot of people just jump into the workout, and that's a really easy way to injure yourself if you're not warmed up properly. So I always warm up. I always get the client to loosen up properly um, and then go right into their stimulus, which is basically – their exercise that they're doing at that either circuit training or like a boot camp style or like a rehab type style. And then at the end, we cool down and then go right into the cool down. And then I do stretching with my client. I do yoga stretching. And I also do assisted stretching, which is I uh, have the client lay down and I do all the stretching with them. Like you see uh, an athletic trainer on the sidelines working with a football player, stretching their legs out, their arms out. So it's a lot of hands-on and a lot of, um, structure so that, for instance, one day I might work their upper body with a few different focused exercises with the cardiovascular component, and then the next day we do a wholly, totally different type workout so that engages their lower body and so that they're always changing it up. So they're undulating their workout up and down. So it's never the same. It's, it's pretty much we make the blueprint, and they and then we give our client the actual blueprint so it gives them a different variety than just doing it on their own. A lot of people will, at the gym will just walk on a treadmill. That's all they know how to kind of do. And unless they got a session from the gym owner or the person that works there, uh, a lot of times they just pay a membership and then just go work out and don't know how to use anything that they have in front of them. They just walk on a treadmill. So the trainer really gives you the education and the know-how 
to uh, keep a structure and how to go through to get your results. And also, the top, on top of it, try to keep you on task. And you're not talking, drinking coffee the whole time you're there. So, <laughs> so it's kind of like those things. The social hours kind of cut until you're done with your workout. So, but you do talk to your client and joke around a lot. So, right. if, they're, if they're into that, make it a little fun, right? <laughs> exactly. All it's right. all about having fun. I'm always joking around, having fun with my client. Right. If they're into talking, I'll ask them <laughs> that first question. I'm like, "Do you mind talking during your workout? Like joking around?" And if they say no, then I'm just like more of like, "Okay, we'll get this done, and that's you can talk after." Okay. We're going to take a quick break on that note. We'll be back right after this. Domestic violence between intimate partners is expected to rise by 20% during and coming out of the quarantine shutdown, according to the United Nations Population Fund. There are steps you can take to protect yourself. Don't wait for an abuser to hurt you. Call the police if you feel threatened in any way. If you can't resolve a conflict and your abuser begins to stalk you, it might be time for an order of protection. Once you get it, carry it with you and show it to police if you must call them. For more information on how to keep yourself safe or take out an order of protection, call the Legal Aid Society at 1-800-238-1443. That number again, 1-800-238-1443. Or visit our website at www.las.org. Welcome back. I'm your host, Celeste Stein. I'm in the studio with Jason Cronin, who is an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. We've been talking about what you need to do to stay fit. And Jason, I also wanted to know if anyone can just jump into a fitness program. Do you have programs available for people who might be at any fitness level who may never have worked out at all to those who, you know, can run a triathlon, you know? (laughs) Yeah, definitely do. Um, I always tell people, as long as their doctor clears them to be able to uh, do a physical activity, um, I have people that were clients that were actually visually impaired with cerebral palsy in a wheelchair, and I'll be able to give them a workout. And I have people that are coming to me and said, I want to run a Tough Mudder, and I want to get out there and run in the mud and jump on the obstacles, and I have a workout for them. And I have someone in the middle that says, I I just need to lose 30 pounds, and I have diabetes, I have heart disease, can you give me a workout? And we, I do um, coordinate with the doctor or whoever they're working with, our physical therapist, if they're in the midst of, like, getting over an injury, and I make sure I communicate with them or communicate with the client, and they show me the paperwork. So I can make a a program for pretty much anyone, and... uh, the biggest thing is that if somebody really has a certain need and likes certain styles of working out, I can focus on that workout with them, which makes it more fun. Mm-hmm. If they enjoy like swimming or biking or running or triathlons or, or just walking and jogging. So it depends on what the person's into. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, the time frame that it takes to kind of see results, I know I've read all types of medical research. Some studies may say things like you should be exercising at least three to four days a week for 30 minutes. Um, and then a new survey will come out and say something completely <laughs> different to contradict that. Um, with the clients you work with, um, in terms of your own observation and your your studies, how many days uh, per week? Do you think people should be working out to maintain fitness and uh, actually see results? Um, 
it depends on a person's time, but the, the American College of Sports Medicine, which I'm uh, certified through, they recommend three times a week for a half hour a day um, doing cardio exercise, which is like running, biking, swimming, any kind of activity that increases your heart rate for at least 20 to 30 minutes. Then also weight training or resist, resistance type of training, they recommend at least 20 minutes to half hour twice a week. They're very minimal. But if you can do 10 minutes, three times a day, like 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the evening, and 10 minutes midday, do that four to five times a week. That's just as good as uh, doing um, a half-hour workout at one time uh, if you don't have much time. Or, if, for instance, if you have very minimal time, try to do at least 10 minutes a day will make up for not working out a full half hour each day. Okay. So, it, but try to get at least a minimum of three days a week in if you can. But the more active you are and the more healthy you are and the more movement you get, the better off you'll be in the long run. Even if it's just a power walk with your dog or going out with your family to the park and running around or jogging or walking or swimming, those things are important if you're just doing general wellness. If you're doing athletic performance, you're going to need to increase that significantly and focus on what you're trying to achieve. If you're trying to get faster, quicker, jump higher, you're going to have to do that probably at least five days a week in some kind of training program to get to your next level. If you're general wellness is much easier, but performance is a lot harder. Right. Now, do you work with people mainly in a gym, or do you actually take your show on the road? I'm I'm mobile. I used to own a facility, which is where, uh, where people came to me, and I also worked at spas where I would get hired by companies. But I pretty much travel. I go to a person's house. They also come to my house and work out, as well as I go to businesses, and I go there and do wellness lectures, as well as guest speaking at events. And I also do fitness with pretty much anywhere that people want me to go around Nashville or Mount Juliet area. Um, I'll go to the park and work out with them. I'll go to their office, their home, their um, business. Uh, I'll even try to meet them at another gym if it's okay with the people that own that gym or allow trainers to come in and do like a percentage with them. So I'm very flexible. I have very flexible hours and um, I have a really large medical background so I can work with a very big variety of people in different locations. Mm-hmm. How how important is it to get an exercise program that is actually tailored to the individual? It's very important because you don't want to be doing a bodybuilder's workout if you're a person that's trying to lose 60 pounds or 50 pounds. Because if you do the same exercises as a person that's very strong and very uh, very fit, you're very highly a, a big chance that you're going to get injured. Uh, mm-hmm. Because if you're trying to deadlift weight, and there's a lot of programs out there that they start you off too quick, too soon, and all of a sudden the person's injured and wondering why they can't work out the next day or they're too sore and they went too fast into their workout. So tailoring a program to someone is super important so that you're not getting a cookie-cutter program from someone that says, hey, I saw this in Shape Magazine. I want you to try it. You can incorporate some of those exercises in a different level, but you don't want to give everyone the same workout, which happens a lot to people when they go to the box gyms, a lot of them just get this program and then that's all they do or they're just looking at magazines and 
I think that's the way to work out. So. Right. I've definitely been one of those people. All. I've tried it all, and it's funny because um, sometimes you'll be doing a particular type of program, maybe weight training, and what would happen to me is I would always uh, gain weight, and I would get so frustrated. I might be losing inches, and people would think I was losing weight, but I wasn't losing weight, <laughs> and that would be frustrating to me, um, even though my clothes might fit better. So I don't know how important it is to pay attention to the scale, but I think if that is your goal to lose weight, then certainly you want to be achieving uh, that goal. Um, it sounds like you're gaining a lot of muscle mass and then you're losing body fat, which is a, a real typical thing in the beginning where you may reverse, where you burn body fat, but then you also gain muscle density, which weighs more. So you'll kind of balance out your weight. I would go by if your clothes are fitting good and you're looking lean, Mm-hmm. than where you were before, then that's a positive. If you want to lose weight for a certain reason, like fat weight, and it's coming off, but you're gaining muscle mass, some people genetically gain muscle mass very quickly. Yes. Some people, unfortunately, can't gain muscle mass, and they lose weight quickly as well, and other way around. depends on the person. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's a matter of, of the goal or the objective, but tell that to most women and they'll be like, I don't want to gain weight, <laughs> you know, but, exactly. you know, you're you're right. If uh, if if your clothes are fitting better, I mean, I guess you have to look at uh, are you losing inches and, and that kind of thing. So it, it is good um, when they when people typically work out with you. How long is it before uh, a lot of your clients start to see results? Some people, honestly, within four weeks, uh, emotionally, everyone feels better within the first week for the most part. They start to feel less stress. Their blood pressure will start to go down after about a month. There's a lot of factors in it. So not just the weight loss, but a lot of people don't think of psychological factors, the stress relief, the, um, the overall self of self-confidence increases. Um, they're, they have a lot more energy. They go home and tell me they want to clean the whole house because they never <laughs> felt like that before. Right. They like, have so much energy because they want to get out there. Weight loss, sometimes I always say you can drop two pant sizes within about literally two months if you really, really focus on your intake of healthy food, not necessarily diet, but healthy food, and work out on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be an insane workout. It just has to be a moderate to increase your heart rate to burn calories. Mm-hmm. and making sure that you uh taking care of yourself and stay hydrated. Hydration is a huge factor, and stress is a huge factor. If you're highly stressed, it's very hard to lose weight because your cortisol in your body it has, it will slow down your metabolism as well as your weight loss, and that's a hard factor. When super highly stressed people try to go into a workout program, it helps with stress, but if they don't release that stress, somehow it's going to be a real hard for them to lose the weight. Yeah, that's a very important point. And so obviously people might want to pick a time when they're maybe not as busy or stressed. I know I I tend to notice a lot of people who do what I do. I work as an associate professor as well. And uh, teaching can be stressful. And so when you have a lot going on, uh, it is hard to budget uh, your your time. And that can uh, lead to you know, uh, frustration, weight gain, uh, that kind of thing. So you do need to pick a time, like maybe in the summer, where you might have a little more time to get jump-started. So I think that's a really good point. On that note, we're going to take another quick break. Hold that thought. We'll be back Mm -hmm. in just a moment. 
Domestic violence between intimate partners is expected to rise by 20% during and coming out of the quarantine shutdown, according to the United Nations Population Fund. There are steps you can take to protect yourself. Don't wait for an abuser to hurt you. Call the police if you feel threatened in any way. If you can't resolve a conflict and your abuser begins to stalk you, it might be time for an order of protection. Once you get it, carry it with you and show it to police if you must call them. For more information on how to keep yourself safe or take out an order of protection, call the Legal Aid Society at 1-800-238-1443. That number again, 1-800-238-1443. Or visit our website at www.las.org. We're back in the studio with Jason Cronin, who is an exercise physiologist as well as personal trainer. And Jason, we were just talking about uh, how long it is before most people begin to see results as they're working with someone like yourself, who is a personal trainer and exercise physiologist. And, um, you know, as you're you're thinking about uh, working with people, um you know what what is important about the time um that they choose to actually uh begin working out as it relates to stress yeah the biggest thing i mentioned before about the stress is that exercise does help um help eliminate most stresses and also that's it's always a good time i think to start a program but you really have to help the, you're hoping that the workout helps eliminate some of that stress if you're thinking about all those thoughts when you're working out, it's going to be very difficult to eliminate stress. Like I always tell people, once you walk in the door, we try to leave the problems behind and think about them later so you can help you eliminate some of that stress. And the same thing with martial arts training was the exact same way. Leave your problems behind, and then you can enjoy the workout, enjoy what you're doing, yoga, Pilates, or whatever you're doing group fitness-wise, so that you can really get the real deal and be part of that workout, not like your mind is somewhere else, so you're not really focused. So I always tell people, try to forget about your problems if you can for an hour and then come back to them later. And that's a great way to incorporate a program and then also helps with the stress reduction at the same time. Right. Are your programs um, tailored for so many weeks or, you know, how long are you typically working with someone? I'm sure it varies, but do you have like sessions um you know, where it's a couple of weeks or kind of how does, how does it work? Yeah, I, I definitely, I have packages. Like when I work, I do like three sessions, five sessions, 10, 15, and 20. But the reason why I do that, it's more economical breakdown for people. Um, but the biggest thing is that I do like a client to at least try three months because in three months' time, it gives you a great way to motivate yourself as well as get results and to get into the workout routine. Honestly, most people... After three months, stop working out if they're on, on by themselves. I have had clients for six years train with me because they weren't motivated and they want someone to be with them all the time working out. <laughs> yeah. I do understand a lot of times people want to um, do it for a little bit and try it out and see if they can do it on their own. But a lot of times people come back and be like, I can't do this with myself because I don't know how to change it. I don't know what to do. So I say at least minimum three months is a great way because I measure clients every three months. I try to do like in the beginning all their measurements and then at the very at three months I measure them again to see a difference before and after. It's all printed out on the spreadsheet so they get to see all their um, body uh, 
assessments as well as get the see before and after so they can see in paper it actually worked right feeling better yeah and it's important people for people to know that they're making progress and that they are seeing and feeling the results that's an awesome thing uh, to be able to actually start to achieve some of the goals that you're setting for yourself in terms of living a healthier lifestyle another thing i wanted to ask about is how important is it to actually contact your medical provider before calling the personal trainer because a lot of people um, may have injuries and that kind of thing. And I know you said you could work with people like that, but what should be the proper protocol before beginning any workout routine? Yeah, most people should just consult their doctor and get a physical at any age pretty much. Even when you play a sport for school, you should always get a checkup before you play because you never know if you have underlying heart issues without even knowing. You could be 20 years old and have enlarged heart and not know it. So, um, the biggest thing is I always like to say if you go, go to your doctors for a, a free, um, a lot of times it's free nowadays, a wellness evaluation, just get a checkup, say, hey, can I play sports or can I work out with a personal trainer or join a gym? And most of the time it's yes, but sometimes doctors will give you restrictions for the reason that may be very important, like you have heart issues uh, or lung issues or um, diabetes or anything going on. And that's good to know because that clears you and it clears the doctor. And then you feel more comfortable knowing, okay, I have some restrictions, but I can do this. Um, I have no restrictions, then at least you know that you're in cleared and you're ready to go. So it's nice to have that. And I do have assessment papers where it asks you, does your doctor know? Um, is your doctor aware of what you're going to be doing in the next few months? Uh, is, it, is it okay to come in and work out? Like I have a lot of checkoffs where they have to sign off saying that they were aware that they went to their doctor and uh, all different types of uh, questionnaires that I have people fill out. It is important to seek medical attention just to have a clear mind that everything is good and that you're ready to go. And if there's limitations, that's fine, too. Right. If there is, say, a limitation like uh, asthma, for example, you mentioned lung issues, Jason. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you uh, tailor that workout for someone who might have a health uh, consideration like asthma? If it's exercise-induced, then you have to be really careful that you're not pushing them too hard cardiovascularly. You always make sure that their inhaler, if something were to, like, if they go into an asthma attack. But I try to do at the point where I fully progress them into doing more activity. And a lot of times, the more fit you are, and I I do breathing exercises with them, too, as well, which helps their breath control. Um, And a lot of times, that helps them increase their lung capacity so that they don't get asthma attacks. And, uh, like, most of the people... If they're aware of how their asthma happens, sometimes it's just pollution-related or uh, they're gardening outside and pollen's kicking up, that's how they get asthma. But if it's exercise-induced, that's the most important where I have to say, okay, if you feel like you're having any issues, just tell me, we'll slow it down. And I always keep asking them how they're doing and how they're feeling, especially when they're doing cardio. If they're doing weights and other stuff, usually um, they don't have the asthma situation, but only if they're doing like a lot of repetitions of movement and kind of a stop-go exercises or continuous movement, I'll be more uh, asking them how they're doing and what to do and um, and making sure that they're okay during the workout. So right. I'm always on task with that as well. Yeah, that's important because sometimes people may feel because they have a limitation like that that perhaps they can't work out, but uh, obviously you can. You just have to work with the right people to get you the program that's going to work best for you. 
And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Jason's going to be on hand to answer any questions you may have and tell us a little bit about his business and where you can find him. So you'll want to stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Domestic violence between intimate partners is expected to rise by 20% during and coming out of the quarantine shutdown, according to the United Nations Population Fund. There are steps you can take to protect yourself. Don't wait for an abuser to hurt you. Call the police if you feel threatened in any way. If you can't resolve a conflict and your abuser begins to stalk you, it might be time for an order of protection. Once you get it, carry it with you and show it to police if you must call them. For more information on how to keep yourself safe or take out an order of protection, call the Legal Aid Society at 1-800-238-1443. That number again, 1-800-238-1443. Or visit our website at www.las.org. And thanks so much for joining us and listening in, Jason. Great information that you're giving to our guests uh, today. And uh, I really applaud you for all the work that you've been doing through the COVID quarantine and the shutdown. It's, you know, amazing what people have had to do to adapt. And so as we've been working through some of that, can you tell me, how have you been able to uh, really be able to help people with their fitness or, or do you feel some of us are kind of slipping off and how do we get back on the train, you know? <laughs> Thank you, Celeste, for asking that question. That's very important. I, for one, have to motivate myself to get back on the train every day. <laughs> my clients, though, on the other hand, there are quite a few clients that are very afraid to come into a facility and work out. And I do offer Zoom online training or whatever means of virtual training, they, uh, virtual media they can use, Zoom or Facebook, or depending on what way they can be in contact. Some people are not tech savvy, so I do my best to send them a workout through my app that is called Virtual Gym and Virtual Gym, and that allows me to send them workouts and videos and even film videos on YouTube for them to help them work out. Some clients, I still go to their houses to work out with them. And I also bring my mobile RV studio trailer with me uh, if that's a client that doesn't want me to go in their house. And I also do training in person at the gym in Mount Juliet to keep people busy and trying to get them on task every day. I'm not going to say everyone is up for it, but there's a large percentage that want to stay in task. And even if you can't make it to a facility, try to just keep in touch with your trainer to make sure that you are on task. But the main thing for your health is to keep your stress level, your anxiety, and also just your mental cognitive ability healthy. That's the main thing. When the brain goes, the body goes. Right. Well, it seems like a lot of people might be suffering from depression, um, and rightfully so with all that has been going on. Um, what do you say to those people that... Uh, you know, really need to look after their mental health. Because I will mention that within the African-American community, a lot of times that goes overlooked. And it is, I think now that a lot of people are bringing that up as, as a point of, of fact that we do need to take care of our mental health. Yes, anxiety is number one. 
I've dealt with quite a bit of anxiety. I've gotten sick with the virus actually twice this year and even took precautions, but that actually stimulates your mental health, causing majority of people that have gotten sick with any virus this year has anxiety has increased significantly. And that has succumbed the person to internalize and feel very unhealthy. My goal is always to wake up every morning saying it's gonna be a great day, a big money day, hopefully. And also uh, trying to make sure I breathe deeply, listen to your meditation on YouTube, the great resource or the app. You can get an app that allows you to meditate and clear your mind and don't let the external environment destroy your internal being. That's the biggest thing is try not to let the outside forces affect you. Make sure that you're healthy, your family's healthy and do the best you can you can only do the best you can and just try your best to stay healthy. If you need resources like a psychologist or a person like, for instance, to talk to your trainer about your mental health and be referred to a psychologist or try different methods of relaxation, the main thing is to keep your mind healthy because as um, anxiety and depression, once they start, you have to control them. If you don't get a hold of them, it can lead to very a detrimental situation. That's why I, for one, dealt with social anxiety and uh, I really need to focus and keep other people understanding that's very important to try any method possible with breathing and centering yourself to stay healthy. Right, a minute ago you mentioned that, you know, you really have to think about, um, you know, the fact that the mind sort of controls the body. So if, you do not uh, kind of exercise and keep in good shape. I think it's definitely a correlation there. So um, how does one who, I mean, I know people who have actually been in their house since March, you know, because of COVID and have definitely not gone out. So you know, I think sometimes people don't know what's available to them, that there are some online resources that they can still participate, even if they're at home in online physical training and that type of thing. And they should know that those things are available to them. Um, and I, I'm sure the good thing about that is they can also access that. You can be anywhere in the world, literally, and they can access that. And so I know our show is heard in several countries uh, around the globe. And so even though you're here in Tennessee, you can still access you, you know, right, right there where you are. So I think that's, that's awesome. Another thing um, I know I'm, I want to mention really quickly, we, because I think uh, people may have some great questions for you. We do have a call in number that you can call in and ask Jason your questions directly. That number is one 888 627-6008. Again, that number is 888-627-6008. And if you call in, they'll kind of put you on hold. I'll be checking our chat room and uh, we will um, kind of uh, take your calls. Actually, I do see that we have a caller on line one. I don't know if that caller is still on the phone, um, but I would like to try to take that call and see what uh, they would like to ask you. Um, let's see. 
So you are there, I'm seeing. Um, I'm trying to see how am I able to let the guests into the chat. Elise, can you hear us? Hello? Yes, hi. You have a question for Jason? Yes, I actually have two questions for him, but I'll start with the first one. So the first question I have for you, Jason, is how would you suggest somebody, I guess, combat when they, when they're going consistently working out, um, but then they just plateau and they stay the same weight? Okay, thank you. Um, thank you, Elise. I really appreciate that question. Sometimes people do plateau according to what their activity level is. If you are actually working out and you notice that your weight is not changing, check your muscle density and get your trainer to measure your body fat. If your body fat decreased and your muscle density increased, you could still be at a healthy weight. If you feel like you need to lose more weight, but it's uh, body fat, maybe changing up your intervals in your workout. Try some HIIT training, high intensity training, do some martial arts kickboxing training. Uh, change up your workout. Do your workout backwards. Start with your last exercises and end with your first exercises. Sometimes changing up that uh, intensity really does help spark your body to start to lose more weight. And also look at your diet intake and see what you're consuming. If it's a lot of simple carbs or soda, cut that out of your diet. And then all of a sudden you might see your body decrease in weight and increase your water level. That's really important as well. Yeah, a lot of people tend to get dehydrated, not drinking enough water, which can lead to all kinds of things I found, like plantar's fasciitis. It can really help with, with a lot. Uh, so important to, to hydrate. At least you said you had two questions. What was the other question? Yeah, so the second question is, you know, um, COVID-19 is here. And for me personally, I like to do a lot of group uh workout um, because it helps to motivate me because when I see other people doing a workout I'm like oh if they're still going you know I can still go so I really like to do group workouts um, but with COVID-19 my question is would you suggest that we wear a mask while we work out or how do we how should we go about working out now in group settings with COVID-19? That's a great question. Uh, I, for one, at my studio, when I do kickboxing, I try to space people out as much as possible within 10, 15 feet if I can, or go outside. But wearing a mask is beneficial because it just takes one person to breathe uh, that has the COVID and get it into the air. And then you can pick it up on the floor, the mats, the punching uh, equipment, anything that you're using. And having you use a separate piece of equipment for every single person, each person should have their own uh, equipment all their own mats and they wipe down everything afterward and then the instructor wipes down the floor and keeps people apart from each other. As long as you're spaced out and you're in an environment that's really cautious about cleaning and you're taking protocols, you should be okay as best as possible. The one trick is the bathrooms, making sure the bathrooms are clean before and after each person. That's a great way to prevent the virus spreading even if you are wearing a mask when you're exercising. Well, that, that's a, a great point that you bring up. I'm going to tell you a funny story. I haven't worked out in quite some time, and I'm not going to lie. I, I decided to go to the Y, and I'm wearing my mask, and I, I came up to, you know, uh, 
the area where the workout was and uh, they give you like a bottle and some spray to clean off the equipment, I guess, before and after they said. And I walked in and I had my mask on and there were people in there. And I realized as I walked in that everyone in the room was looking at me. I was like, am I green? What's going on? And it was because I was wearing a mask when I went in there and no one else seemed to have on a mask. And so um, I made sure that I social distanced from the people uh, that were in there around me. But then I, I didn't feel very comfortable. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I did not feel comfortable. And I ended up going into sort of a separate workout room and, and, and doing um, just some little exercises and stretching in there after, you know, being on the treadmill for a few minutes. So, I mean, what would you say to people who aren't so comfortable with that? I mean, how can you still, you know, maintain any type of normalcy and and routine? And what would you say to those people who are there not wearing a mask and, uh, you know, aren't so much worried about the social distancing? Should they be? Yeah, definitely. I really appreciate this. Whole I actually had some issues recently where I went to a facility. I'm wearing a mask. I look like the outcast, which it should be the other way around. Right. Unfortunately, the mask is just one tool that we have to help each other out. It has nothing to do with control. And the main thing about it is making sure that if you see people around you, just protect yourself. The main goal is to protect yourself from the other person. Always assume you have something like with CPR training, you always assume you're protecting yourself from the other person. That's why we're a pocket mask. Same concept. I really feel the people that wear a mask when I work it out, I know it's difficult to breathe sometimes, but there are certain masks on the market that you can breathe better through, the sport mask, and also just trying to social distance as much as you can. If you gotta pull down for a little bit and you need to uh, like drink a bottle of water or go outside if you gotta pull your mask down and get some air, Really, the best thing to do is try into less, the less particles of saliva that we have in the environment. Wherever you're at, the better chances you are of not getting sick. Mm-hmm. I know I've heard also that uh, people could try, you know, doing more things outside, but it's obviously starting to get cooler. But perhaps that might be a solution to try to do a few things um, like walking outside where you're not in a crowd of people. Yeah, unless you can be around people right now, I don't say don't be afraid to go to your fitness facility, but just ask them the question, do you enforce the mask regulation and how hard do you enforce it? Because I've been to medical facilities that didn't enforce it at all. And they're full waiting rooms, which freaked me out. And I had a conversation with the owner and they actually got a filtration HIPAA, HEPA. I use a HEPA H3 air filter in my office and I have a sign up mask required in office at all times and only Body Express employees in my, in my office. And, mm-hmm. and the rest of the facility I clean as best I can before and after and keep the door open. And making sure I have a conversation with the facility go to say, what are your protocols? And if you don't feel comfortable with them, I suggest waiting until the, the virus is controlled and do other things to keep healthy at home. Walk, with your, walk in groups, but uh, outside, uh, do things more outside or try to be utilizing more virtual aspect just for your well-being right it's real sorry i'm sorry it's better safe than sorry right it's kind of a real catch-22 also because you know you have uh 
older people, many people over the age of like 64, 65, who uh, have many of the uh, pre-existing conditions that, you know, can make it more dangerous, obviously more deadly, actually. Uh, so I think um, it's a fine balance, making sure that people are communicating, like you said, with the healthcare facilities, with their doctors, the doctor's offices more than ever before, because uh, in, in the piece earlier where you were talking about making sure you get a physical, um, if you have not been working out like myself for a couple of months, <laughs> you need to go to the doctor and make sure certainly that it's okay, I'm sure, to, to get back into some sort of routine and kind of find out what you're able to do and what you maybe shouldn't do. Because the last thing we want is people to kind of get out there, get gun ho and then possibly have an, an injury. So um, all great things, uh, great questions and, uh, and advice there. Um, I wanted to ask you also um, in terms of, of the virtual training that you mentioned, um, are those like the same time uh, are, are, you know, is it like an hour or 30 minutes? And, um, you know, that just seems to me like, you know, how do you, how do you actually benefit from a, a virtual training? Kind of explain how that works. Yeah. The virtual training is great. I had quite a few clients where I went to their houses and they wanted to continue training and we tried zoom and they actually love it now more. The fact is that they can get up at the same time at 6.45 in the morning, not have to get ready too much with their pajamas. <laughs> so they could work out with me. I'm dressed up as if I'm ready for the gym because in my house I, or in my gym, I have equipment. So I use the same equipment they do and they mirror me and they work out just as hard if I was in person. The only benefit they don't get is me having the hands-on, stretching them out and doing things that are a little bit more hands-on but I do do everything I can possible to make it feel like they're actually there. And a lot of corporate people love it. They all work from home now with corporate. And when I call up and I go into the Zoom with them, they love it. They can get the workout in, shower, go right to work without any lag time, which is perfect for saving time. My sessions are half hour or a 55 minute, depending on what they want. But most of them are 55 minutes and mm -hmm. they're slightly inexpensive. They're a little bit cheaper than the actual in-person sessions, just to give them a little bit more chances to do online. And sometimes I do online, sometimes I do in-person with the same person, depends on what their schedule is, mm -hmm. or depending on the people, they can have uh, multiple people from around the world join, and then they could uh, sign up that way as well. I could train someone anywhere in the world online and get them to do a really good workout and still motivate them. Right. Yeah. I mean, people really have got to do something. I think um, hopefully, you know, too, in the next several months, uh, as folks get the, um, you know, vaccine, all that stuff is coming up and coming down the pike. Um, hopefully we'll start to get the numbers under control um, and that will spread across the country. But in the meantime, this certainly is a great way of kind of keeping uh, fit and keeping engaged. And I'll say you're extremely good at what you do. Um, I'm a product of Jason's work. Uh, I, I know I've fallen off the wagon, so to speak, but I'm going to jump back on. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I think the results that I got 
that have never gotten before were phenomenal with you. So I will say that uh, I'd like to encourage other people to, to do the same, never felt better. So uh, hats off to you there. Um, wanted to um, also ask about, um, you know, doing things, what, what, what are some of the things you would recommend that people do to avoid injury? Because I think that is one of the things I hear, especially in a certain age group, you start getting a certain age, people are so afraid of, of being injured. So uh, what, are, what are some suggestions that you have um, for folks to, to make sure that uh, injuries are definitely limited or not That's an excellent <laughs> question. Uh, for every weekend warrior out there that thinks you're still in your 20s that wants to go a bungee jumping or rock climbing or anything that's intense sports or just running around the backyard with your dog without actually warming up and stretching, you can get hurt very easily. I know a lot of my clients get hurt at home from just running around the backyard and fall into a hole or something happens where like you heard Biden hurt his leg while working out, um, running around after his dog on TV just recently. Uh, the main thing is trying to be aware of your body and know the limitations and know your environment. If you decide to go for a run, make sure you warm up and make sure you stretch afterward. The main thing is trying to prevent the injury. I know you want to be active, but the goal is trying to know what your limitations are from like, for instance, I knew somebody that said, I want to get back into uh, sprinting and go into M um, MMA fighting. And all of a sudden they were hurt. They did new things and then they got hurt from it. Just mm -hmm. know what you can do and slowly build up into it. And best thing to do is work with a certified professional that knows what they can do and they can guide you through the steps. And yeah. don't try to watch a YouTube video and then go out there and think you're going to climb Mount Everest. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the vague goal is making sure that you warm up properly, you stretch properly, you eat properly and get enough sleep to prevent injury and try to just take it easy and slowly build up your intensity and don't go full all out one day. If you haven't done anything, that's mm -hmm. the main thing. I have another um, caller who has uh, a question for you. That is whether you use UV lighting in your exercise areas. Do you use UV lighting like to kill, I guess, uh, germs, back bacteria, viruses? There's some people that do use the UV, like I know some stores that have it in the front. There's some speculation on how good it is. Uh, I use a HEPA 13 uh, air filter that can circulate the whole room and kill the bacteria with, uh, goes through and kills the most of the bacteria within or viruses within a half hour. I turn it on before my clients get there. There are some studies showing that UV has to be set up the proper way and how big of a unit you need in order for it to work properly. Most mm -hmm. facilities are using HEPA filters and also uh, ionization with the HEPA filters. And what some facilities are doing, the ozone, which I'm not a big fan of, but I think cleaning with a great uh, natural viral cleaner, disinfectant before and after and using the mask is the best preventative. There's no 100% guarantee with UV light, but I have done some research on it, but I haven't found anything that was big enough for a full-size facility that I could use. And it's not the greatest to like look at UV light directly. It needs to be in this area where you don't necessarily can see it at eyes level. 
you gotta be really careful with UV light. I'm not yeah. 100% sure of it, but I would love to know what's out there. Yeah. It does work for a larger facility. I uh, work uh, in, in healthcare environment and um, I do know like in fields like dentistry, they use aerosol mitigation units to work with uh, patients because obviously in dentistry, a lot of, um, you know, procedures that are done are aerosol producing in the mouth if they're working on a cavity or, you know, they spray the water in your mouth that produces aerosols into the air. So there are uh, machines that will actually that sit about six inches from your face that will pull, you know, it has a very strong suction and it basically has like two layers um, of, of uh, HEPA filters <laughs> that it goes through. And then in, at the bottom of it, it actually has a uh, UV light that anything that wasn't <laughs> taken out <laughs> by the two first filters, it actually kills it in, in the bottom. Um, and those things, they, I mean, the only thing with that, they do have to be changed out regularly, like every three to six months, um, you know, tell you when they, they have to come out. So there is uh, research out there that shows that those things are working and that the HEPA filter, the overall filter that you mentioned for the air also is very very good I carry you know I have one that I have in my room um, that I spend most of my time in and it just really works well to um, pull anything out of the air and really clean the environment so um, I think the research is finding what machine works the best like if I can find a machine that has a HEPA filter and UV and if it works and it's, and it's reasonable I'll purchase it for a facility I just so I just can't find one that I some a, a professional should say these machines work for what you need. It's very difficult to find one. So the person calling, if they know of a great machine, I would love to know what one they're talking about because I would love to look at that and purchase one if it's beneficial, scientifically proven. Right. Yeah, I know. Um, I've done quite a bit of research myself on it and. Um, the ones that have been tested, you know, obviously they're not 100% effective, but it's way better than not having anything at all. And so um, there are a number out there on the market and certainly, um, you know, you can kind of compare and, uh, you know, evaluate and, and they'll even come out and demonstrate and what have you um, to, to show you how it might work. Um, so lots of uh, good information there, how we can feel safe and whatnot. Um, as we're about to wrap up the show, we have about a minute left. Um, is there information that you can provide people with? How can they um, actually get in touch with you if they would like to um, schedule a workout online or come into um, your fitness facility that's in Mount Juliet, Tennessee? Thank you. I greatly appreciate your time, Celeste. Thank you very much. But my phone number, the best way to reach me would be my phone number at 615-732-5799 or my website at, at bodyexpressws.com. So how do you spell Body Express? What's that, Celeste? How do you spell Body Express? Because okay. I, I don't... Yes, B-O-Y-B-O-D-Y X-P-R-E-S-S-W-S dot com. There's no E in Express. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. And I, I hope uh, you'll, you'll help us 
those of us who need your help. And thank you so much for joining us today. That's about all the time we have for now. For more information or to be a guest on my show, please visit www.bishopsteinandassociatespr.com, actually princ.com. And uh, you can certainly send information through BBS Radio um, to be a guest on my show or uh, if you have questions about something you may have heard today, we thank you so much for watching and listening. And Jason, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Stay well, stay safe. And uh, I look forward to see- hearing from you all and seeing you in about two more weeks. So thank you so much. We'll see you next time.